Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Hams. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama shadow cast. It's a classic. I don't know one, why you said that. You said that. I don't. What is happening with these openings? You said it in such a way that made me think you were going to say something different. But the thing when you're going to say something different came after you said it. I can't. I. I don't know. I don't know. I. I feel the need to be creative, and it's <laughs> no. But it's it, it. It's fine. It's fine when it comes up. But it, this one just like it hits so weird. <laughs> Like it's it's like you said it like you like you were saying something like a recap cast or something like that, but you did it. You just said it normally. It said shadow cast, not fan cast. I guess, but you say that a few times throughout the Shadow Hunters thing. It's true. It's it's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> you think of because <laughs> well, the other joke is this is a teen drama incest cast, and nope, happens way nope, happens nope. way too much. Uh, the. I mean, I feel like you could just say fan cast or, or in this case, you could have said a recap cast. Recap <laughs> That's cast. hard to say. Recap cast. I'm not going to punk myself with that line. No, right? Uh, because we're looking back at the second half of season two, which is still technically season two, but boy, does is it is it a hard split between... It is very different Though than I w- part one. I will say... Technically, one and two were the Valentine season because Valentine yeah. is dead now, and I have to assume he will be dead and he will stay dead. He got killed so hard. He got super killed in front of an angel, and Clary killed him so much. <laughs> killed him so much. He is dead. Um, also, Jonathan, though he did bring a demon lady, demon mum. Yep. With and, and let's be real, Valentine. Uh, I guess Valentine didn't bring him back to life. A mysterious force sent him back from Edom. No, he said he made a deal with um the greater demon from the beginning of the season. You gotta believe this woman's also a greater demon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who she is. Um, it's weird that he has a second mother. De- he has someone he calls mum, mother, who is is the demon. Um, she's very upset that he's dead. I just feel like she'll have the power of necromancy. <laughs> and I cannot imagine he'll stay dead. No, I mean, him, I feel like, probably. Like, I mean, it's him fair Valentine could even, I guess, come back. But who cares about Valentine? This woman doesn't. The thing, the thing is that Valentine doesn't have anybody who'd want to resurrect him that has the capability of doing it. No, he has... Well, I mean, the Sealy Queen might want him. No, no. I don't think she cares. Well, I think she might I want st- him back if she felt like he could serve a purpose. Yeah, but I still don't know what the deal was he made with her. Unless if the deal was exactly what he said, which is, yo, I won't kill you when I do my whole wish. Which he he just lied about. Again, Valentine, known liar. The... There... This... It wasn't... <sighs> okay, so... Going, looking back at this season, this second half of the season, we're just going to call it the season. Yeah. Yet, there are a lot of moments where things just sort of happened, but not in any way that, like, made sense. Like, why, <laughs> why did, like, okay, so Valentine had to get to the lake because that's where the big climatic fight had to happen. So yeah. So he had to get out of the, um, the wards somehow Mm -hmm. so they just were like oh well i guess it would be very interesting if the queen the seely queen uh it's unexpected why would she help them but then somebody asked like they raised their hand and said yeah why would she help them and they were like don't worry we'll make it a whisper that you can't hear yeah and then when she says it she like it's like they did that to give them another like, they're not writing this as it's coming out, but it feels like they did it to give themselves another week. Well, yeah, I feel like they just kept writing themselves into corners. And they went, oh, no. And then they would butt up against things that are canon in the book and be like, but we zagged all the way over there. They what de- are we going to do? They definitely knew where they were going. They were going to Lake Lynn, where they'd have this fight, and the, and then uh, Valentine would kill Jace. Mm-hmm. And Clary would resurrect Jace and kill Valentine. Important canon thing. They knew it would hit there, but they had no idea how to get there, which is insane because they have a book. Yeah, <laughs> but they, like, honestly, as you're right, as when I said, well, they captured Valentine, that's when they deviated from canon. But no, like, let's be real. 
actually, the first time they deviated from canon is when they killed Hodge. Yeah. Because Hodge is supposed to be in jail in um, Idris. Just hanging out for a long time. Well, Simon is also in jail. Okay. Because he's a day later. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't like that. Yep. So Simon and Hodge hanging out in jail together. And Alec and AC go to break Simon out. And then they find Hodge. And then Jonathan, who's dyed his hair black to be under disguise as Simon Verlack. Yeah. Or sorry, Sebastian Verlack. Yeah. Kills Hodge and and kills Max. And that's when they realize they're like, oh, no, he's not good. (laughs) It's the sort of thing where, like, I'm not the kind of person who says when you adapt something, you have to adapt it 100%. Especially if you're, like, I think the cleanest adaptations you can usually do Mm -hmm. are book to movie. It depends. Like, some books... A book has a lot more content in it than a film does, but a film can also use a lot of shorthands that a book yeah. can't. So I always feel like that is a clean adaptation. Um, TV now, I feel like may be the better one, but when it was a time when you're like, oh, we know how long this season has to be. And we, so we're going to fill it. We're going to fill it means they have to figure out other things to do. To do. Well, and they're also locked into things like contracts. So you can't really have someone like Valentine disappear for too long and have us wondering <sighs> what he's doing. I don't like. But you you know that's a factor. I mean, maybe that was a factor. The, like, may, maybe that was a factor. I think also it's just possible that they just were like. Well, why not? We like this guy. Let's let's keep having him be around for a while, despite the fact that it did mess up things up. But they didn't need to mess things up because here's the thing: they didn't have to capture him. He didn't have to be in jail in the institute. He could have been running around causing chaos. Sebastian could have been his in. Yeah, he was. And in- then they could have used Sebastian to get him and his followers to Idris, which is what happens in the books. Yeah, he was in jail. Until, like, only for three episodes? Um, yeah. So he's in jail in the first episode when they meet the greater demon. Then at the end of that episode, he switches bodies with Magnus. Then Um, they switch back at the end of the second episode. Yeah. Well, I think maybe the end of episode four? Yeah. Yeah. I think episode three happens. And then in four is when um, Alec is fun. Because three is when it's the fallout of Jace being a Herondale. Yeah. And Jace making Alec the head of the Institute. And then as soon as Alec is head, he's like, we are getting rid of Valentine. F this. <laughs> but he still yeah. tells too many people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, he's in there for about half the season. And honestly, like, him in jail is the weird, one of the weirdest moments. He's just, like, hanging around in the jail. That's when we had this entire thing where they only had one jail. So the times they had to hold <laughs> other people, they, they just, just held them, them in, together. I guess. An I- well, no, they just held them in an identical jail somewhere else, I guess. But didn't they keep putting people in with Valentine as well? No, we joked that they put people in with Valentine. The only time that there was two people in a jail cell was when it was Simon and Maya. Oh, right. Yeah. And then they obviously did it because they were leading up to eventually them getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I I think it's the sort of thing where you look at it and you kind of guess they're going to keep doing Jace and Clary getting back together though once again they did really weird with the <laughs> with <laughs> the stuff that they had to take from Cassandra Clare cuz she keeps writing weird things um but their breakup was weird and it just made Simon seem very it didn't reflect on Simon well no Simon didn't look great no when he <laughs> when he came out of that whole situation The other thing that is, like, truly infuriating to me is the way that the war with Valentine, like, the climax of the first three books ends. And not to keep going back to the books, but it's a really cool thing. And it would have made sense. So, you know, Simon is, like, or not Simon, Sebastian, Jonathan, is um, Valentine's man on the inside. Mm -hmm. He's the one who's able to sneak them past the wards. And the way that the Shadow Hunters win 
against Valentine's army, A, is because Clary kills Valentine. Yeah. But B, is because he brings in all these supporters and he has like these rebel wolves that he's working with and he has these demons and like all these people. Mm. And Clary imagines through her angel power essentially like a partnership rune. Yeah. Where each shadow hunter pairs up with a down roller and they get the rune on their forehead and they're like paired. Mm -hmm. So they can become stronger together. Kind of like a mini pair of Yeah. And it's like very important and very symbolic. And it's like the show was like, but what if we want to have conflict between the downworlders still? And like they keep doing it in the book because these people have been against each other for centuries. Yeah. And so even though they work together to defeat the big bad, they're trying to figure out, but can we actually trust each other when it's normal? Yeah. It- so I, I I don't know why they chose not to do that. And the Seelies don't show up for that battle. <laughs> so you can well. still have the Seelie Queen sucking. Like, you can do all the things you want to. She yeah. can still be obsessed with Simon. I'm trying to think of, like, where it got real weird. Like, okay. So, because it begins... Uh, it begins right after the whole thing last time where the sword got lit up. Yeah. And... Like that's a that's a pretty interesting situation because even though it's real weird that they the decided sword can to do it, yeah, it's so like okay, it, that's where I start. We start with that thing. Yeah, it's it's weird that the show, it's like it's like the show didn't understand what what stakes were. <laughs> like they they really wanted to be like oh well we gotta have. A super weapon. Well, I mean, I was I was going to say like, like, well, we have to have a reason for the downworlders to, you know, uh, to, to fear the. It's like they really thought the downworlders were really really strong. Yeah. So they're like, oh well, they got to have a reason to fear the um, uh, f- fear the shadow hunters, and so they're like, well, then the shadow hunters obviously have to have like a weapon that'll kill all demons. I'm like, but that's like the entire point of their of what of who they are mm-hmm. is they're trying to. Kill all demons. Kill all demons. Like, they are locked in a never-ending war. That is the point. So, giving them constantly win conditions. Like, oh, yeah, they have a sword that, that they can just hold up and it'll blast all demons away. Oh, they can just ask the angel to wish and kill all demons. I'm like, but the entire point is that I think they were supposed to be kind of losing the war. Well, and the wild thing about the sword, now that we've, like, done the entire season I'm thinking about it more. Yeah. Is how were the shadow hunters ever supposed to activate the sword? Because it doesn't work for normal shadow hunters. It only works for pure angelic blood. Yeah. So it, it only works for Clary, Jace, or angels. Yeah. So like it it makes the angel like it makes it. Uh, I'm unable to understand what the purpose of shadow hunters are and what the purpose of angels are. Because like, so it's like the angels. The angels, like, Raziel made the sword and gave it to Jonathan Shadowhunter, but it is potentially implied that Raziel needs the sword to kill demons. Yeah. Right? Like, like that is implied, I think. Like, it's just... It's... It's like the writers didn't fully understand what was going on, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I know, they're just people who just, you know, they hunt monsters. I'm like, yeah, but... They have a grander purpose. Yeah. Like, they're, are they not on the side of the angels? Like, what do the angels want? And don't come over and say, well, there's, they're angels, so their will is... It's unknowable. Like, no. No, no. These angels are very clear. They want <laughs> things. I don't know what those things are. I know they're, what they're not. They keep shouting at Clary. The angels do not want Valentine to kill all demons and all downworlders and all shadow hunters who are not loyal to him. Yeah. They don't yeah. want that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm wondering what would happen if he just wished, hey, kill all demons. Are they, can they only affect the things on Earth? That must be. There's no way they could kill, like, that lady in Edom. But even if that's the case, like, what ha- like what happens to the mortal instruments now that they made the wish? Obviously, it can happen multiple times. Yes, they're not gone. Before. But do they get sent out like the Dragon Balls get sent out? Where <laughs> so they it's just like, have to like wait for them to like pop up yeah, somewhere? Yeah, they have to find them again, except for they'll know the mortal mirror. Okay, 
all right, I just want to mention this. Them forgetting that the mirror was the lake is insane. Is insane and once again only works if the clay like it feels so much like they should be losing this war. Like they're losing information. They don't have enough people. They're they're getting desperate and they're turning to like more violent means, but they never actually seem like they're losing. No, but that again the way it seems like that is because that's what it is in the source material. Yeah. <laughs> like in the books, literally the only shadow hunters in New York, unless there's like a special mission and people are coming out, yeah. are Maris, Robert, their three teenagers, <laughs> and Hodge, who can't leave the institute. Yeah, like when we saw the sh- when we saw the shadow hunters in the movie. Everything made so much more sense. Yes. Because I'm like, yeah, these are people trying their best and are losing. And we know, I we know this from the show and we know this from the books, it is hard to make more shadow hunters. Yeah. If you use the cup, yeah, you can do that to make more shadow hunters. But there's a good but chance But not everyone die. passes. Yeah. And, and like shadow hunters keep dying before they can have lots of babies. So like it, like, it makes sense in the books and it made sense in the movie. The TV show's too... And it's and I can't remember what we talked about last time we did a um, retrospective. Uh, a retrospective, but I feel like this se- this season was especially rough on just confusing us with what the shadow hunters are, and it feels like they had this idea that they really wanted to do this um, the conflict between the shadow hunters and the downworlders, but they made this sh- so, and the only, the only way they could think of doing that is making the shadow hunters so unbelievably powerful, mm-hmm. but, but it for- doesn't make sense. They could ever be desperate. Yeah. But forgetting the fact that they definitely should not be powerful. Well, And that's the other thing too. Like when a group is so powerful and so enfranchised, yeah. A despot like Valentine cannot take hold. Yeah, like it. It doesn't feel like they should be. They should be in the state where 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 Valentine could get as much power or control. Like the console it's, being it's, on his side is insane. Like like. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like they're in a state where he's like, "We're losing this war. This is the only option we have right now." And like, I know he's racist. Yeah, but like, but too many follow him. Too many people follow Valentine. But like, it just feels like they took, they couldn't think of a way to have these two groups be in conflict if the conflict wasn't an like an underdog versus the man. Which, like, like if the clave was not the man, they, they didn't know how to get their sides to fight, even though. Like, the idea is that they don't need to fight. They just need to be in conflict. Well, and it is, I would argue, more interesting if you have all of these ragtag groups, shadow hunters and wolves and vampires and warlocks who don't trust each other mm-hmm. and would have more power if they work together, but they can't get past long-held prejudices to, like, become the strong power that they could be if they all work together. Like, that is a story. It's also worth mentioning that, like, most of the groups just seem to be doing fine. <laughs> they <laughs> like, do all seem to be doing fine. No one has struggles. Like, I, I understand that Valentine is obviously the big bad, but it feels like before Valentine reappeared, there were no problems at all. Like, like th- they... We're we're reaching sort of this conflict where we we get the sense of a group that has longstanding problems, mm-hmm. but they don't exist anymore. But it doesn't feel like there's any problems outside of Valentine. Like the Shadow Hunters, oh, they're doing fine. They got a cool uh, <laughs> church full tech of church. high tech stuff where they can detect demons appearing in their city using sensors yeah wild that which is wild uh why you don't need to patrol anything at all like hey you can't be stretched thin that way uh and if only valentine wasn't there there then 
everything would just be moving along. But it turns out, you know, 50% of the people in power, Secret Valentine fans. <laughs> I mean, man, we knew that before. The, the more and more, like, there is such interesting stuff there with, for example, the idea that Imogen... Like I, I still stand by Imogen does agree with everything Valentine mm-hmm. says, but he but she just does not agree with the way that he does it. Which is why racist grandma, interesting character. Like Imogen is I think Imogen's interesting character. Yeah, I I, I I do agree that I don't think she sees downworlders as equals. I don't even know if she sees humans as equals. Ugh. Like she barely likes Clary. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how this season was rough on Clary's identity. Mm. There was everyone, everyone just decided, oh yeah, I know you're, you're, you're Valentine's daughter. Oh no, no, you're Valentine's daughter. Oh, you're Valentine's daughter. And then the angel came by and was like, Clarissa Morgenstern. And I'm like, well, I understand the, uh, because the shadow hunters are very hieratic, like, yeah, they're very much like, yeah, hierarchies matter a lot. Yeah. And, and, so, and they're a little bit misogynist. Little, like, let's be real. And they got their, like, and their family stuff is very important to them. They're about mm-hmm. lineages. So, like, them really, but what doesn't, like, the only thing that makes sense, the only way it works, and you're right, is for them to be highly patriarchal and highly misogynistic, which we get some of we do get it sometimes but i think like 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 the only way it works is there for them to completely disregard um clary's mom because she apparently is a what was very well respected and enough that she got two out of three (laughs) now we know we know where she got of course the cup from she stole it but yeah somehow she where did she get the fake mirror well, and how did she know the mirror was so, Lynn? Yeah, so she knew the mirror was Lake Lynn, I think, or she thought she actually had the mirror. Which means she stole two mortal instruments. <laughs> yeah, the mirror is actually wilder, because we know where she got the cup from. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. We saw that actually it was, they, the cup was sealed in ice, and then it and was... And Valentine brought, took it, and then she literally just, just grabbed it and sprinted off into the trees. And then he guess he lost her at some point in the trees. Uh, but then suddenly it's like, also she has the mortal mirror <laughs> and apparently Dot and Isaac. Isaac, the most important man in Clary's life other than Luke. Yeah. Knew that she had the mortal mirror. I am still trying to figure out and I don't, do not think we'll ever get the answer, which sucks because I think it's a very, it's a fact I just need to know. Did she think she had the mortal mirror or and, did she know she had a fake? And we can't know because the show has... Let's be real. The show is basically given up on Jocelyn. Yeah. They pay her some lip service sometimes, yeah. but I like when Clary looked in the mortal mirror and got a vision, but that vision was just her getting a vision unrelated <laughs> to the fake mirror in her hand. That was just <laughs> so good. But it disintegrated when she deactivated it. So what did she do to it? Great question. Like, like what happened in that scene? She did her deactivation rune, and it disintegrated the fake mirror. But what was the fake mirror to be disintegrated? What, if she just does the deactivation rune to something, does it also disintegrate it? So the purpose of a mirror is to reflect you. Yes. So when she deactivated the purpose of the mirror, the only thing it could do... Was dissolved. So she can just deactivate things. It's, uh, yes. It's So So she has a rune that's the deactivation rune. But she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen when she does it. <laughs> what does the rune think deactivation is? <laughs> that's, I, I know there's no way that's what the show is doing, but that's very fun. It's not, but it is fun that it's like, no, yeah, no, she's she used it on the sword, which... It's actually still unclear what it did to the sword, even yeah. though they have said it's... Uh, in, they keep saying they it. They keep saying what it did, but now, now, for, now to, in, in fairness, and I, and I guess I think this we're getting a bit confused. Technically, the clave doesn't know that. They, they, because they've, they had never touched the sword 
after Clary did her rune on it. Right. So they don't know that it can they, still compel you to tell the truth. So the thing what's getting me is we heard so much from them. Oh, the sword was deactivated. The sword was deactivated. So they're just, just trusting Clary. No, that, that was just part of their lie. Clary said, I put a rune on it and deactivated it. And they're like, well, you deactivated it too hard. <laughs> Clary Morgenstern. <laughs> and now it just won't work at all. Can, could I see it? Maybe I can. No, no, no. You can't see it. No. No. It's so silly that they lie. Like, I understand them lying to the downworlders. And by extension, they would have to lie to them because they're too close with the downworlders. Yeah. And I think that's readily apparent to the clave. Yeah. But it is still weird for them to be like, no, you deactivated it. It's it fine. won't work. We can't deactivated. do it. Deactivated can't use it. You, you did it too hard, which she didn't actually do to it. She just turned off the angelic superpower. But it does seem like Valentine believed it could not be. Which is in line with what Valentine does, because Valentine just assumes something and then holds that assumption. And it typically proves to be true, so (laughs) why would he stop doing that? Except for the best moment when he asked the angel to do that, and the angel went, we don't want to do that. (laughs) But, and he's going, what? Oh, but I guess we will. So he's like, oh, okay. It's so funny because <laughs> when you like... That should have been a big moment. It should have been a big moment. But Clary had some dad killing to do, no, so... No, the angel sucks. The, the angel, angel being like, suck. this is not the will of God. But you did put a cup and a sword into the lake. So, like a genie, I am beholden to you. But and I only, will go... only if you spill your blood into the lake. Yeah. So I will go against the will of heaven because you got to get a wish, man. Well, you know what? They still could have done it. Like, he could have been like, I don't want to do that. And while Valentine is distracted because he's flabbergasted, Clary attacks him. He gets a good slashing on her. So her blood falls into the lake. They tossle. She kills him. And the angel's like, your blood's in the lake. You get a wish. Yeah. Like, you can still convey the same information to the audience and have the same outcome. Yeah, I still think I that uh, I think it's they 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 did this based off of a very classic idea of like, well, we got to raise the stakes. So he does get the wish. He does get the he is about to get the wish. So Curry has to stop him in time. But there is a strength to just having he summons it and then he then like they're like no, yeah. But you still you're, need, you're you, wrong. Yes, but you still need the technicality that Clary can get the wish so she can bring Jace back. Well, yeah, that's well. It's because I think I I think they should have shot the the cup and the sword back out. Like no, <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get she it. She kills him, then she drops it in. Yeah. Like I, I I don't think they need to do like the blood thing. I think it could have just been as simple as he's like, all right, well you're all here. One of you gets the wish. Yeah. So. And then when uh, uh, Valentine does his, and it's like... Angel's like, no. Nope. No, you don't. Nope. I don't want to do that. That is not our will. You're wrong. Clary and then kills Clary him. And then Clary can kill him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like, feel like... Because the stakes are still high enough because Jace is dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's still enough. And I think it's, it's a stronger moment to have Valentine, at, in his last moments, learn that everything he did was wrong. Like... And- that is a fantastic thing. And because the thing is, he can't come up with another wish because he doesn't have any other wish. Yeah, that's all he wants. That's all he wanted was that one thing. And Clary, I think, could still kill him out of, like, rage. Well, and she does. She does. Like, like And in the source material, she does. I, I, oh, I wish I had read this more recently. That's yeah, fine. The angel does say no. The angel doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, and it's not a thing where he's about to, like, cut his hand into the water. But I think I think oh. there is, like, a blood sacrifice involved in raising the angel. And I think Clary does something where technically she is the one I mean, who if, raises the angel. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm willing to believe that there is no, no blood sacrifice thing. Because it's become abundantly clear the writers and the designers of this show only know 
magic in one way, which I think can also be defined by the fact that they put a pentagram down. Oh, God, the pentagram. Like, <laughs> the fact that they're like, oh, well, it's devil, so it's pentagram. And when later it's like, well, what do they have to put in? I guess blood? Like, when when has blood ever been a thing for the Shadow, Shadow Hunters? Hunters? I think blood maybe- has always been related to, uh, I guess... No, there's never really been a blood aspect. No, there to hasn't. magic in this. I think I actually now that I'm thinking about this, I think what happens is she touches the sword last or something. <laughs> like it, it's really like a very, very slim technicality, and she doesn't even know that she did it. Oh, I feel like once again it could just be, it's but like yeah. it also could have been like you're here, you want the wish? Maybe it was just me thinking once again of Dragon Ball Z, where when the dragon is summoned. Literally, whoever shouts out the wish first gets the wish. I mean, it could have been that, too. <laughs> which, I think, which I think is fine. I, th- I think the idea where you have to be like, well, technically, Clary's the one who did this. Like, no, 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 no. The angel's just like, hey, y'all did it. Which one of you? Like, they don't know these people are fighting each other. There's like, which one of y'all gets the wish? What's your wish? Come on. You know, it's wild because we're talking about this. And, like, it is very, very easy to be very nitpicky because their story... Their story development, like their overarching plot development sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. But their character moments and their individual characters' plots, with the exception of Izzy, are really good. <laughs> yeah, Izzy had... So Izzy began this season coming... Still on drugs. Yeah. She had finished she... her thing with Raphael. Yeah, so she was just like... She was back on the streets. Um, trying to find, trying to find vampires to Um, drink them. Admittedly, that is definitely worse. She was definitely safer with Raphael. They were both doing drugs together. What I kind of wish we, we did get, which like, I I understand that maybe we wouldn't have time for it, is I would have liked to know precisely what the problem with the drug was, like, I guess what it did to her, like, it's it's weird to say, because obviously, clearly, yeah. she was getting sick. Well, and what's weird is, again, they took a thing from the source material, yeah. where Yin Fen is basically, like, magical opium. Mm-hmm. But it's not opium. When she takes it, it's not opium. No, it, it, it affects her like it affects no one else. She yeah. constantly is getting drugs that make her aroused <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of direction she gets of what these drugs do to her but the first time she has Yin Fen it makes her cry because I think she <laughs> orgasmed them too hard and then later when she gets another drug from Sebastian Jonathan I can't believe they mirrored that scene and I, then they made it fine yeah, I can't he be- healed her with his secret the, drug like the the blindness it takes like to just look to do the exact same thing it was the exact same scene but in this time a good person i know he's not good but in that scene a he's good doing per- good a good person did it like it's there's no context to what they are actually doing other than they're like, no, no, but it's fine if a good person does it. Well, and it's also not a conscious parallel where, you know, Alder Tree seems good, yeah. but isn't. And Sebastian seems good, good. but isn't. isn't. So it's not like... like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's just them not thinking. It's like, well, it, it's weird that they decided she can't like... I don't know, maybe it also would be bad if she just got over it. Like, I, I mean, I feel like they could have done the whole thing that they always do in these shows and everyone's on drugs, which is you don't do the drug for the episode. You get your cold turkey sweats episode and then you're fine. And then Simon <laughs> talks to you about how his mom went to AA once. But instead she gets like another drug. Yep. And she hangs out with Sebastian for too long (laughs) and like they couldn't figure out how to bring him in he literally is just in disguise as a shadow hunter he could just go to the institute could have just been like hi I'm uh, I'm I'm Sebastian I'm on loan from London 
Oh so, yeah, you didn't hear from them. I know this Valentine thing's really like messing with our communication channels, I huh? Mean, once again, that is the problem they constantly run into: is they made the Shadow Hunters too tech savvy, well, too too together. I don't want to be like the person who's like in the books, yeah. but like so in the books, Valentine's running rampant. The person who's just in the books. I know, but um, everyone's like, shoot, we got to go to Idris. We got to figure this out. So they show up in Idris, and there's. N- I think I'm 90% sure that the um oh my god what is their terrible name is Clave. he is he an Alex last name oh Lightwood yeah so the Lightwoods I don't think have a house in Idris yeah so they're staying with their like friends yeah um the the woman we met who was like oh Sebastian my cousin oh yeah the random woman yeah so <laughs> they stay with her um and then. Sebastian Verlach, her cousin, yeah. just shows up and he's just living in the house too, flirting with Clary. He takes her on a journey to go see Regnor Fell and find a book. He tries to kiss her and no one is suspicious. I'll tell you, that's a fun, that's also a fun introduction of the character because that is introduced like this is a new character. Jonathan Sebastian introduced in this was introduced like too hard. Oh yeah, like he was too suspiciously good. Well, the, well. Now, to be fair, he was also introduced immediately holding his hand over a flame, mm. uh, for fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like there is no point, at no point, where we not like this is a bad guy. That's true. We were, which is weird that they couldn't make that linger it was like a they bit more. were worried about the audience being like but i trusted him oh, you tricked me oh man if they like lies <laughs> and we get like half an episode because he saves her from the demon mm-hmm. then she goes and i think that episode ends with his hand over the flame and like you can't say well that doesn't mean he's a bad guy we've watched the, it that clearly is, does that, that is bad guy stuff yeah you you don't see Magnus doing that. <laughs> like, I like I guess technically yes. There is nothing that says he has to be a bad guy to enjoy burning his hand on me. <laughs> but like we've watched TV shows, we understand the shorthand you are doing. You're would, coding him as bad guy. It would have been more shocking if he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a masochist. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm perfectly here to help. I do like getting hurt, though. Ah, like, <laughs> that would have been more shocking. It's true. But then we've been like, oh, God, another alder tree out here. There's so many moments where, like, we could have fun. And then they just don't want to do the fun thing. It's like they don't trust. Well, I, w- I would say it's like they don't trust their audience. But they are so subtle and so like tender and clever with the Alec and Magnus storyline. They focus really hard on just the romance stuff. Like, like and now it does feel like this story is very heavily pushed towards that and that's what the audience wants, but you could spend some time doing the other stuff as well. Well, yeah, have some fun, have some fun with your baddies. And maybe don't make Clary so flippy floppy about how important family is and who she's going to kill. <laughs> yeah, off screen deciding. I guess we do have to kill him uh, is weird. Um, where would you have revealed Sebastian is? Now, I mean, now the saying that we do the same opening, we do the okay. thing where he saves her from, even though I do think the way it's done in the book is a lot more fun Mm -hmm. because that is how you introduce a new side character. Well, and you also... And and introducing him as a foil, as a romantic interest for Clary. And and she feels, like, uneasy and, like, weird about it. And she's like, but he's so nice and no one trusts her because she's, like, new. And it's... And, like, once again, as weird as it is because you reveal that it's brother and sister, they keep doing that. Um, The thing is that feels right in this kind of book. It's using... The tropes and the expectations of the story and subverting to trick it. an audience to be yeah. like, oh yeah, here's a hot new character. They're introduced in a time to there. You think, oh, this person's introduced to introduce conflict into their relationship, mm-hmm. and not this person's introduced because they are secret bad guy. So I uh, think if I were to reveal this Sebastian, a secret bad guy, 
just and imagine try try to do it with like cutting out as little as possible like like just cutting out some of the scenes where he's like burning his hand or some stuff like that do you think you could have gotten away with doing it when when does he kill that's he when it's before valentine escapes i think he does he keep him because so because i would i would prefer to reveal him as secret jonathan um when valentine escapes that's the thing like like i think they could they all they kind of alluded to it but they could have spent a bit more time getting like oh there is a mole and especially with the amount of new characters they introduced here Lindsay, dominic dominic is that his name the guy who helped valentine escape uh oh i can't remember duncan duncan who i don't it's still unclear if he's if they know he's dead or not um duncan even inquisitor herondale like, yeah like you've... like they they introduce enough characters that i think we have a mole could be could have been like some people would suspect sebastian especially because he's such a big character and, he, and he's a new like he's a new introduction, um, but like you, they, like you put in some red herrings towards Imogen yep. being it. You put some red herrings towards just some of the other shadows people. I mean, bring Raj back. You have him. That's true. Like having this whole thing where it's like we think someone is of the mole, and who do we? Who do we think that is? Like maybe that... Maris or Robert could be around, and you're like, did one of them? Did, one... they, they or, or did they go up? back to being a circle? Yeah. yeah. Like you, there's things you could have done there that would be fun, and they just didn't do fun. And what you could have done, because I think this is more fun. So Jonathan Sebastian helps Valentine escape. He is holding Valentine in that cabin. Meanwhile. Real life Sebastian is escaping yeah. and everything is falling apart for him. And then you start him on his journey where he's getting more because he is. He's getting more and more like agitated and desperate and making mistakes. And you start that with him getting his dad. He's going to kill his dad. Yeah. But he can't because he's got to go kill real Sebastian. Yeah. And then he doesn't have the heart to kill his dad. Yeah. Like I, I don't hate the talk between him and his dad where his dad like – there is there's some confusion there where where he really should have been very clearly working towards something. We should have been like, what is he doing this entire time? Because mm-hmm. um, he has a very specific way he wants to kill Valentine as well. He wants to send him to hell. Yep. So. And then he gives up on that immediately. Yeah, like th- they did. I honestly think that they did a decent job of that. With the how manipulative Valentine is supposed to be, and how much he is like charismatic and can bend people well, to his will I with think his monologue. I think it's more of the fact that at its core, Jonathan does really want Valentine to love him, to love him. Like he is an abused, he's an abused child, and they did a decent job in that episode of setting that stuff up. That really his biggest problem. Is none of the stuff beforehand. It's specifically that he sent him to hell. Like all the other abusive stuff beforehand. Yeah. No, that, he's that, like, that's fine. It made him stronger. No, it made me stronger. It's exactly what I want. Um, and having Valentine be able to use the sword to technically tell the truth, mm-hmm. um, just like a fairy. Yeah, <laughs> is is good and is fun and like that was a good moment. And it could have been a very I mean, it could. I I think they could have potentially gotten. Yeah, I, I think they could have revealed Sebastian uh, as Jonathan, like after uh, Valentine is kidnapped. Like he's taken by mm-hmm. someone, and then you reveal it at like the beginning of the next episode yeah. or something like that. And you know, to be honest, we don't like. I like the idea. You know, he has his plan. Valentine tricks him because that's what Valentine does. Yeah. And then things start to unravel. And then he kills real Sebastian. Yeah. But he doesn't have to. Like, I mean, I know we wanted to not cut as much as possible. Well, that, that, that is the goal. Real but. Sebastian doesn't have to be alive. I mean, yeah. it's He uses him to get... It's weird that he keeps him around to get more information. But he only ever did that when a cousin came by. And he had no way of knowing, knowing that... Um, I think her name is Aline. No way yeah. of knowing that Aline was going to come. It, it, it is an insane, like, 
I mean, I guess it was a very clever forethought of like, well, but what if I need to know more about Sebastian? I better <laughs> keep him alive and go through all that effort. Which is, you know, when you are kidnapping a trained shadow hunter, a real gamble, sir. Well, let's let's talk about, I think, that whole thing for a bit. That this season was rough on treating shadow hunters like they are born, like trained from birth to hunt monsters and not like guards at a mall. Yeah, show. <laughs> like the they they the amount of times that they've done <laughs> that apparently Jonathan's go to is like I'll kill your family. But their family are shadow hunters. Like one thing to say I'll kill your kids. Yes. But when he's like I'll get your wife. Well, I mean the problem is we also saw Max. So apparently as soon as you hit like 11, you are still a well, and you know what, like... They just, they just, they treat these people like these are, like, rent-a-cop. Oh, they're being paid he's by He's calling plane. his wife and being like, yeah, I'd like to be home soon, but I don't know. Things Why are... isn't she guarding? Exactly. <laughs> She's a shadow hunter like, too. Th- it's, it's like they miss, they want this show so hard to be something different than what it is. And that is where the friction comes in. Is that I feel like the makers of this show don't want it to be the show that the books are. And you know what? I'm going to call the show cowards. Yeah. Because Max should be dead. (laughs) And he shouldn't be dead because he's a little (laughs) He should be dead because the the Lightwoods, like, kind of try to keep him out of it. Like, he is a sweet kid who loves manga, who is obsessed with Clary because she knows how to read the books right. Yeah. Who just wants to follow his big siblings along, but he's, like, not ready for his training yet. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian kills him because Sebastian is panicking during Valentine's Alicante Idris thing. Yeah. Like, I'm it- sorry. Kill the if you're gonna do this and you're mm. gonna be like a cop show slash FBI show whatever you're doing. Yeah. Kill the kid. The show the show doesn't do a great the I, I cowards is like pretty good way of putting it. They and I understand that some of that is definitely like producers coming down and not wanting the show to be. I guess like this like dark. This yeah. show came out 2016. I mean, no, this would have been right in the middle of that, like, real... Gritty. Gritty, dark yeah. time. Like, like we... It feels like every everybody in this show, whenever they do something, they're just sort of like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what my feelings are, so I guess I should kill this. And, like, nobody feels like they have the high stakes, except for when Clary stabbed Valentine so many <laughs> so times. So many times. Like... That was the one moment where we felt like, oh, yeah, because he killed Jace and he killed her mom. And, like, like that... even technically, he is the reason why her crazy brother is dead. Yeah. Like, it. that is, we should have had that moment a lot. Like, the, what you're talking about is a great way of having Izzy and Alec go, all right, yeah, 100% we are killing Jonathan. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, that. that is... If you want a moment where Clary decides, oh, I guess my brother's not redeemable and he should die, that is a fantastic moment for it. But instead, what they did was have him kill a um, warlock. Well, Duncan. Duncan. And and a warlock we've never met. (laughs) Rufus. Like, I'm sorry, you're cowards. (laughs) Kill the kid. You're talking about Isaac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The most important character, Isaac. Isaac, the most important man who... Yeah, there's... It, it's it's mostly infuriating because there does feel like there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but they're constantly making the wrong decision. I don't want to say the wrong decision. They're constantly making the boring decision. They're making the lower stakes decision. They are. The, the, the show is trying too hard to be broad and inoffensive for a show about killing monsters. That's... They're like, well, we don't want to – we want to make sure we're not too uh, – we don't want to turn anyone off. Where's Luke's sister now? Impossible to say. So is so. So she sent the is, fire message. So is Dot dead? Is Luke's sister dead? Um, I don't know if there's someone else who there. I guess is, is Jonathan dead? Jonathan is not dead. I mean, he is dead, but he's not staying dead. Um, yeah, he's he's got he's got Hell Mum to help him. Like 
what what is Ollie's entire thing? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Just like the show, I forgot about Ollie. This season was a setup for Ollie. Why is she spying on him? Like, didn't we already do this storyline? Well, no, but but apparently, because once again, I thought she was spying on him because she thought he, he comes off cop. like a corrupt cop. Yeah, and then she was going to discover the shadow world. shadow world, which is cool, but maybe too cool for a secondary, tertiary, quadru- quadrinary plot line. Like she shows up every other episode. And just pops up to be like, hey, Luke, it's me, Ollie, I'm near you. Like, and then, then suddenly season finale, she's like, how long have you been a werewolf for? I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah, especially because we know that Raphael encantoed her. Yeah. And he's good at that. Yeah, well, I think the idea is that he only removed that instance, not the fact that she probably knew about werewolves the entire time. I just, okay. This... Again, it's going to make me sound mean. This show really sucks when they deviate from the source material. It, and the source material is not that good. Like, the source material is fine. But it feels like it's 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 so funny because they – sometimes we call them boring or cowards or sometimes lazy. But if they were actually that, they would have just done the books and changed nothing. Right? It makes – they're, this they're, state of things makes no sense. There is there is an urge there to reach beyond and to try something different. But they but, o- they obviously had like but, like a posted board on the wall that were like these are the moments you have to hit. But I think I think it comes down to what I said earlier, and I don't think the people making this show like the source material. It it does kind of feel to me like they brought in a lot of like. Uh, what's what's a TV show uh, like One Tree Hill writers and like you know people from shows I don't I don't know what anyone who run, wrote on the show wrote before yeah but it seems like they brought brought in a lot of people who would really let them hit the emotional moments but like, and didn't ask those people hey you like magic the thing that also comes up all the time that I always think of whenever an episode ends is. I don't think I can honestly look back and think about dialogue. Like, everything feels like vibes. I mean, I've written down a couple of Magnus and Alec quotes. Yeah. But you're right. Like, most of the scenes are just about feeling and 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 emotions. And as terrible as Riverdale is, we remember... Have you ever seen me without this toque? We remember the highs and lows of high school football. I was writing so- poems, but then I realized they weren't poems. They were songs. And that's just like early season stuff. That is before they reach the point where they have to say things. They, where they have to describe the magic spells they are going to cast. Like, I remember the lines i remember the words that they said and there's a lot of things that i actually do like where i remember um dialogue i remember and it's not even because it's super well written like oh my god this line just like came out into my head it's It's just iconic it's it's just because the things they're saying have weight well it feels like there's a lot of scenes in this show where the things they're saying have plot relevance you're not wrong. I mean, I think the only line, the only line that has any weight in this show yeah. is Clary Frey, all the stories are true. But, but, that's, but that's from, from the, the books. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this half season, they even did a throwback to it. Yeah, I can remember our the jokes we've made. I remember the kill tree because <laughs> okay. that's a very... Kevin, we can't forget there is a very, very important line that holds a deep place in our hearts. Yes, there is the demon deceive me. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that the demon did deceive Alec. <laughs> the demon did deceive him. <laughs> but I forgot that Meliard and Mal- Malachi were two different characters this season. <laughs> like, this show blends so, well, yes. so insanely. But, like, and it's... It's, it's it's weird that it is still very, very 
good. Like, like I enjoy watching it. Still it still draws me. In, like I, I've said many times that I think if I wasn't watching Riverdale for this podcast, I would stop. But I would keep watching Shadowhunters. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> I did watch this show before by choice. Like all of it. Like <laughs> it's. It's just. It's it, it it keeps you at that level where you're like I can see the goodness. I you, can see the interesting parts. You know what's wild about the show, too? So the other night, I was like, I'm curious about what these actors have done. Yeah. So I looked all of them up. And they, like, none of them have really done a lot since Shadowhunters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that's so sad. And then I realized Shadowhunters ended in 2019. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It has not been that long. They're probably still riding off the residuals. And there's been a pandemic in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they have not had the opportunity to do more. But it, yeah. it's why this show feels like it feels like a period piece. This feels like a show that should have come out in like 2010. It does. It it is a show that feels older than it is. Yeah. It feels like we're like we should be watching like Buffy. Yes. <laughs> like this feels almost like a 90s show. <laughs> Especially with like the weird way they use technology and. All right, so we'll we'll wrap this up. But uh, I guess just to sort of for this season. Um, what, is there a character that's sort of like a standout for this season? Like a good character? I guess it's just a char- just I I decided okay. I decided because we t- we we mentioned characters a lot and how they mm. are good with characters that we have, might be a nice way to end is to talk is to mention what what characters are standout. Um, this is the season half. Mm-hmm. That made me obsessed with Alec. <laughs> Alec's great. Alec is prissy. He is so mean to Clary in the first season. He is so <laughs> obsessed with rules. And like watching him grow and watching him be the best leader of the New York Institute there has ever been. Yeah. Um, despite and watching him like put his personal emotional stuff aside when he has to. I'm just, like, I'm obsessed with him. His super long neck and his giant Z rune. <laughs> I just... The the hiding rune. That's the rune. He really wants you to know that you can't find him. I just, like, I don't know. I think he's very attractive, both body, mind, and soul. I'm very into Alec. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a standout character? I, I honestly have to give it up to Imogen. Because Imogen, Imogen's arrival was the first time I feel like I really started to get the clave. Because she is someone who is, she is, she is fascist. Mm -hmm. She is authoritarian. She does agree. You see so many reflections of her and Valentine that you understand how Valentine got, got the following he did. If there are more people like him, but she like doesn't agree with that last step. She, Mm -hmm. but she does. She is absolutely willing to. Uh, she, I mean, she's someone who's willing to probably spy on everyone because she did. Remember when she tried to tr- tag Downworlders? <laughs> it really, it does make me think about the quote from Harry Potter. And I know Harry Potter, y'all can have your own feelings about yeah. it. But it makes me think about the quote from book five when um, Harry. Umbridge. Yeah, Harry's yeah. freaking about um- Umbridge and he's trying to figure out how she must be connected to Voldemort. She's not. She's, just she's not. And Sirius says. You know, Harry, I think it's serious. Yeah. Harry, uh-huh. the world can't div- cannot be divided into good people and death eaters. Yeah. And the, like that's such an important lesson. And and she does for this book, she does stand in that same position as Dolores. I guess she's supposed to be a bit more sympathetic, but I actually don't honestly know how sympathetic she's supposed to be. And more of how is you're just supposed to be like, well, she is the one in charge, I guess. Mm-hmm. She can be reasoned with. But boy, do you have to keep an eye on her. I mean, the sympathy, I think, is supposed to be her son and daughter-in-law super died. Yeah, from because Valentine. Of Valentine. Like, like that That really, I, I honestly believe that if they did not die from Valentine, she'd be in the circle now. Right now. Yeah. Like, she might not be. I feel like her thing is that she very much is, like, rule of law. The clave is, is absolute. And I do think there's interesting stuff there. Like, like weirdly enough, a lot of these things aren't even stuff that's necessarily on screen. Mm-hmm. But things you can understand, like 
like her and the clave in general, because she's kind of supposed to be Sand the Clave, do not believe that Shadow Hunters, despite Valentine, <laughs> can betray the clave. Like they cannot comprehend Valentine's existence. They can't comprehend that there could be a mole. Yeah, they're like... So why shouldn't they share information wildly? Yeah. Even though Alec, a child, is like, I've reached the point I only can only tell my two friends and you. Which is why we want we want more of the kids figuring those things mm. out and being like, oh, the clave does not have our back. And that is like why this is a YA novel and YA TV show. Yeah. The kids realize they can't trust the adults. But there and are. So they have to take it in their own hands. But the problem goes, but, gets ruined up by all those shadow extras. Yeah. The fact that they have a, they have a support staff. Like. And Buffy, Alec is in charge. Alec could just send those people out and they can't really question him. Yeah. Like. Buffy didn't have a support staff. <laughs> she, she didn't she had her three friends she had her friends trying their best <laughs> and they turned they turned shot hunters into csi <laughs> or bones it is the great thing about imogen is this is what happens on the show when you add actual adults yeah yeah, like like Aldertree did not hit that level because he had He was weird, too sexy with Izzy. He had weird personal stuff going on. Like he didn't feel like he was a stand-in for the clave. No. And Imogen feels like she is a stand-in for the clave. For the old guard and yeah. for what needs to be changed. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's that was that was the season. It was I we said it all this way through. It's a good show. It is. <laughs> it's uh it's infuriating the the it and it, it is funny how, like, it's not even that the stuff I'm furious with are nitpicks. They are overarching things about the show. <laughs> are serious big issues. They're serious big issues on the choices that they that they made. And it's not even just based on, oh, well, they weren't faithful to the adaptation. No. They were unfaithful in ways that definitely made it worse. Because we even agreed, like, <laughs> hey, okay, so we're going to do Sebastian differently. Here's a way you can do it differently better. <laughs> but uh, still, still good. It's good. Good, good season. The season. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, this part of all we watched so far, this probably had the most spinning tires of just like, well, Valentine's in jail. So I guess stuff. What's really funny is I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this part of the season. I need to do prep work. I need to go through. I need to like watch some old episodes. I need to go through my notes. And then I started watching episode 11, like the first episode of this half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is when greater demon buddies running around. Oh, and yeah. Izzy him. meets Sebastian. And then, and then they switch bodies. And I was like, wait, is this entire half season just like Sebastian doing Sebastian stuff? He's Valentine in jail till he's not in jail. And then he wanders around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to because as soon as I saw the summary, I was like, "Oh no, it's back! Nothing happened." Yep, there's a lot. There's a lot of wheel spinning. Even though, also like Simon and Clary break up, and Clary ends back with Jace because they're not actually related anymore. But now there's a new person she's related to to fall in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every season, new person she's related to to fall in love with her. Perfect. Perfect. Who's coming next? Her cousin? I'm... Her nephew? So so Jonathan just straight up did not exist in the other universe. No, not at all. Just straight up never existed. Because they would have said something about like, oh, your brother's at college or your did brother they? is that. Oh, no, did no, they? no, they didn't. Okay. But they would have if they... he existed. You, th you think so? I it's just, it is wild that this show did an alternative universe. In the first season. In the first now season. Then now we have to reconcile with everything that's going on. Like, Clary, you remembered it. You know he was dating you. You know he's not your brother because he <laughs> would have been in the other universe. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, I I know we're deep in season in season two now. I will um, never get, but past we'll it. never get over that that very obvious thing they sh and I'll tell you right now what they should have done they should have forgotten about it that yep. way that way the 
the audience can be like, oh, phew, they're not actually related. Yeah, and they <laughs> they obviously did it, I think, for the audience. Oh, yeah, like like in the uh, the movie where they had to add in that 80-yard <laughs> line where, where Jacob Harris was like, I did you, you, you should said. lie to them. You should lie to them. You should <laughs> tell them. You should lie that they're actually related. <laughs> A shot from over his shoulder. So... Uh, audience, y'all know that it's NaNoWriMo. It's National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. And I'm doing like a rom-com. I don't know if there's much com in it. Ah, there's always a little bit of com. A a rom thing. Romance thing. With like uh, two different timelines and then a modern day timeline. It's not important. This book will maybe never come out. But I needed like an image for the website. And I was like, hmm, I want like a picture of people kissing. And then I was like, you know what I should Google? Shadowhunters fan art. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got. It's real good. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Hey, friends. How do you feel about this? All of this. All of this. Including me using Shadowhunters fan art for my novel cover image. (laughs) (laughs) We're over on Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And uh, we're just going to keep going with the Shadowhunters. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions yeah. on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Uh, I think we'll t- let's take we'll take a week off to yeah. kind of reset for the next. Get excited about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take a take a quick break, and then we'll be back uh, with season three to see where things go. But you can uh, catch my books. They're available at my website, kevinweirbooks.com. Just go there. Who knows where Twitter will be, even by the time this episode comes out. So that's probably best. But Kevin, um, probably in your books, there is no siblings kissing. There are no siblings kissing. And also for no siblings kissing, you can come to my blog, (laughs) aflimsyplan.com. We'll see you all uh, next time. Bye.